0: You don't. (laughs) Okay, hang on. You don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you gotta make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. Sometimes you got to squeeze and sometimes you got to say please. Sometimes you got to say hey. I wanna fuck you, softly, I wanna screw you gently, I wanna hump you, softly, I wanna bow you, discreetly, and then you say, hey, I about your flowers, and then you say, wait a minute, Sally, I think I got something in my teeth, could you get it out for me? That's fucking teamwork. All right. Hello and welcome to Get Wood. This show is dedicated to the 20 year anniversary of Tenacious D's first album. If you didn't already, if you weren't singing along with me, oh, I don't know. Have you not heard Fuck Her Gently? Please. I really recommend it. And I know, you know, sometimes, well, hi, my name's Jess. And, um, Wood, yeah get wood right so if you haven't visited here before i am so excited that you're here today or whenever you happen to watch this show because i know it's it's all free yeah man it's free it's freedom the only freedom we have left is none <laughs> oh hello and welcome my darling how are you oh you missed me singing a little tenacious d but i uh I appreciate it when people know who Tenacious D is because they were such a huge part of my fun, fun. And they still are. I don't listen to anything except for their first album. And let me tell you something. Yes, I called it an album, fuckers. Uh, it came out in 2001. So it's a 20-year anniversary. We're very excited. We, meaning me, myself, and I, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the many personalities that live inside of your friend Jess. And um, I got to say, it's, it's been quite a musical week with a lot of uh, some musicians in the news. Yeah, that's right. You know who I'm talking it. It's the remix to Conviction, hot and fresh out the jury boxes. <laughs> I, don't know you, I, saw that. I saw that on the interwebs. I did not make that up, but I will say it to you all because I thought it was so fucking funny. The remix to Conviction, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Oh mama, are you old enough for me to pee on your body? <laughs> so awful. Anyway, thank God, you know, he's getting his. So all the people that I grew up with dancing to, you know, and and I'll still dance to remix The Ignition. I will. You dare me? I'll fucking do it right now. I just did, I guess. But I can't stand, like, I'm not going to not dance to, uh, don't stop till you get enough. Keep on. with a full stop? Don't stop till you get enough. Am I really aging myself right there by telling you some Michael Jackson's? Look, I was touched as a kid. And as Dave Chappelle says, were you touched by Michael Jackson? No. (laughs) So you can't brag. (laughs) My parents weren't famous, you know, these fuckers and their friends weren't famous. I could say nothing. No famous people touched me. It was a a bunch of fucking uh, unemployed actors (laughs) and musicians, (laughs) which in some ways is quite exciting. I mean, I was I was on the pulse of uh, Hollywood um, underground perversion. Yeah, what? Oh yeah, sure, there's writing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just rebellious as fuck. Everybody was kind of violent as well. <laughs> when you're on drugs, on you know, when you're on hard drugs, you can't really, anyway. <clears throat> you're not very clear is what I'm saying. I'm not giving them an excuse, but how do you learn about relationships, watching people getting high and, and hurting each other? <laughs> You're like, I guess that's love. Uh, so, hey, see? Um, and uh, so, speaking of love, of course I'm going to talk about love a little bit. Well, there's been so much talk of love recently. Um, what were you going to, you were going to suggest some R. Kelly? Oh, yeah, girl, well, I'm way ahead of you. Oh, what? Yes, because Remix to Conviction is a fucking classic. <laughs> I'll dance to that, too. I'll dance to that. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, i am what's popping my titties hey boop boop boo and i'll also before i get into the love thing let me just say if you're feeling uh cry cry if you're feeling moody if you're feeling like what the fuck am i supposed to be doing right now it's okay I'm going to, I'm here to tell your, your, your hippie gangster friend is here to tell you, yeah, I called myself a gangster and yeah, I call myself a hippie. Fuck. All right. Uh, what, what just happened? I, uh, I'm here to tell you, if you don't already know, six planets, retrograde. I know. I know, and we've talked about this before. And I say, you know, this isn't an astrological podcast. This is a podcast about, you know, laundry and, and fucking and mice. And, you know, it's very radical. It's radical. It's a radical thing I'm doing here, guys. I'm a guru, okay? Follow along. Oh, God help me. Um, gonna pee on you, pee on you. Remix to conviction. I'm just gonna i I'm just gonna sprinkle that throughout the show today because it's topical, okay? So love let's get into love shall we i had some great uh love i i i had some what do you say what do you say when you're present to love when you're when you're a a witness to love i've witnessed some beautiful love this weekend between two women who i adore and let me just tell you something you know, your friend, Jessica, I got here last October in the, in the end of October. It's almost been one year, but when I did arrive here, there was nothing open except for in January, they started doing Art Walk. Hey, B. Hey, D. Um, I, I started to go to Art Walk and meet our, all the artists and, you know, flirt with some artists. <laughs> and because um, I thought, well, I'm going to get, you know, ow, I'm going to get me an artist, hot artist boyfriend yeah and then a year went by um but it's it was also closed when you know everything was closed so there was no comedy there was no um Outings. I don't know where would you go on an outing. I mean, the smoke shop. You know, I could go get a bong. That was all taken care of. So thank you for worrying about me in that in that way. I do love you for that. But I went to a wedding this weekend of these of these gorgeous girls. Uh, Sarah, w- women with women with a Y. Oh God, <laughs> all girls. Look it. I am pronoun dumb. I am. I am all the things. Let me just tell you. I don't like to call myself names, but grammar wise, I'm not doing so well. Uh, doesn't matter your vocabulary is bad, you tell a good story, you make some good sound effects. <laughs> See, for example. So I went to Kelly and Sarah's wedding. It was so beautiful, but I was very nervous. Okay, well, I don't like to use the N-word, but I was very anxious about, uh, do you know that that word, the N-E-R-V-O-U-S, does a lot to your system? I know, listen. I can't help that i'm going to teach you a little bit about spirituality and witchy shit while we're here it just comes with the fucking territory and i showed you my witch tattoo i'm not on trend with witch stuff okay can i show you one of my first tattoos was from a cookbook called the witch's mm-hmm. cookbook mm-hmm. the witch's cookbook pay no attention to that giant mole but look that's a witch flying on her fucking broom. That shit is from when I was the, oh God, how old was I? I don't know. Young. I was young. You hear me? And I was very uh, still under the guise of my mother's uh, teachings. And I say the guys, I mean not G U Y S. Anyhow, so I go, so, why did I show you this? Anyway, I, I go to the wedding and I'm nervous, I'm anxious because the last wedding that I did attend was with my ex-boyfriend who used to yell at me about what I looked like and how I dressed. And you say to me, Jessica, you seem like such a, like a, a, a confident woman. You seem like you have so much strength and, and, and independence. How could you let this man tell you, you know, that you he broke me down real good. Okay. Let me tell you something. (laughs) He fucking broke me down and look, I'm damaged goods, baby. I'm like a botulism can. Do you know what I mean? Just big old dent on the side. And you're like, I love pea soup, but look at that dent, you know, it's like that. So uh, he used to tell me like, Oh, you know, you know when people do you backwards compliments. Like he would say, "Shit!" Like I'd come out of the room, we're going to a party or something, and he'd look at he'd go my outfit. He'd go, "Oh, you really have your own sense of style." Hey, I sense some sarcasm and some put down in that. That is not a nice thing. But then when you go back, okay, it was a white man who wore khakis. So I should have, I should have known from the start, y'all, I shouldn't have gone for this. Why was I going for this? I was rebelling from my folks. You know, he was rebelling from his parents who are Southern white people. And the mom, when she met me and we went to the beach, she saw all my tattoos and she said, oh, bless your heart, Jess. You sure got a lot of tattoos. And I was like, oh my God, this woman fucking hates me. But his dad was gay. And that saved, that really did save the day. The dad was gay and lovely, but he wasn't as gay as I wanted, you know? And I used to talk to him about it. I'm like, Tony, he was a cowboy. He was kind of like a, um, you know, our our, uh, Brokeback Mountain type guy. He's like, well, Jess, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, can I get you a Bette Midler CD or something? I know I'm being stupid and, like, stereotypical, but, like, he was just like, yeah, this is, this is my partner. And I'm like, is it your partner like that you ri- you ride with or that you ride with? You know what I'm saying? Ride. Anyway, he loved me. We got on like fucking the business. Like he and I and Charlie used to often say to me, my family likes you a lot more than they like me. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I kind of am fun and I don't judge what they're wearing. <laughs> you fucking mino. Like, one time he fucking made me, like, in tears. Like, he told me I looked like Casey Affleck. <laughs> okay. Okay, stand by, sir. First, I should have left. I should have left. But it's the same with with the wolf. Like, I didn't leave when he told me that, yeah, everybody smokes crack every day. Like, when my neighbor yelled, everybody smokes crack once in a while, and, and the wolf goes, yeah, he's right. I was like, and I didn't ask him to leave. These are things that I, look, we're not always in our best way right and the damage a lot of times that's done to us as children gets us into relationships where It's it's repeating the patterns, but they're not... Like with Charlie, it wasn't like... I'd never had that before. I'd never had anyone even pay attention to what I was wearing. So in a weird way, my child, who was left abandoned in the streets and was told... I was kicked out of school three different times before eighth grade because, you know why? Inappropriate dress. So no one was looking at me when I left the house. And I took a city bus, the RTD, the rough, tough, and dangerous. And yet nothing. So when this boy was yelling at me about my clothes, I think underneath a lot of things, my child part was like, I guess he cares. I guess he loves us. So he put me in an outfit that was so awful and like not my style. It was, I, I remember exactly what it was. Cause you know, when you're traumatized, <laughs> either you black it out or every detail remembered. So green golf pants, And like some sort of weird collared shirt. Anyway, we were going to a wedding party, like the party before the wedding, which I already am like, I don't need to. I'm not great at if I'm performing, I'm fabulous. Bring me in. I'll perform my ass off and then I'll leave. You know what I mean? I'm not stand around at a wedding party. I don't know anybody. It's his dude friend that's getting married. Now, I had met the dude before. So, when we show up at the party and I'm in this fakakta outfit, fakakta means kind of fucked up in Yiddish. And I'm in this fakakta outfit, the guy first thing he said, he doesn't even say hello to me. He goes, "Damn, Jess, what the fuck are you wearing?" And I was like, "I know him. Hims. Him downstairs." <laughs> I always have to sneak in a little Bernie Mac. Anyway, so I was always a little weirded out for weddings because he used to drive me mad about what I was going to wear. And then when we get there, I didn't know anybody. And then I felt weird and they were kind of. Excuse me, they were kind of like richo folks, not kind of. They were all like they were it was always at a like a country club or or destination wedding. Fuck you make you spend money. And I always told my dude I was like, I don't want to go. I don't need to go. I don't have the money. I don't want to waste the money. I don't know these people. I don't owe them anything. And he's like, this is my frat brother from the fucking <laughs> So he would be all resentful and shit and spend the money. Look, don't spend money on shit that you guys don't want to spend. Life is too goddamn short. As we're noticing now, we're locked in our houses for all this time. Don't go to places or say yes to shit that you don't want to do and i did it out of guilt and codependency and i say it was wrong and i made myself sick i was sickly every single time every time we went with his family or the wedding sick 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 so i'm telling you your body does not lie if you're feeling sickly or like your stomach hurts after you talk to somebody or your or your feeling like oh i shouldn't be here i shouldn't be here go listen to your intuition nothing is ever as bad as the resentments that get built up from us doing shit that we don't want to do plus guess what no one is watching <laughs> how about that Fucked up that's kind of fucked up right i mean i'm not talking about numbers i'm talking about reality we are our fucking worst enemy and i know it's cliche and we've heard it a million times but Boy, oh boy, do I have so many different ways to beat myself up. So I was grappling with this before the wedding and I thought, wow, Jess, this is a lot. But here's the great thing about being alone for so long, y'all. And I I really recommend if you can take a little time for yourself, whatever that means, even if it's just 20 minutes in the morning to write some morning pages and to get some shit out of yourself and never nobody ever sees them. You don't even look back at them. You just fucking just a vomit to the page it's so helpful just clear it all out because look these resentments first of all they'll age you they get you all upset belly all hurt. so when you're alone you get to sit with the sh- sit with your shit and listen to your guts and as i've said before the guts are nuts they make sense that's all that makes sense We don't need all this. We don't don't need all this. Like, I have notes. Sure, I'm talking to you about stuff. I know what I'm going to talk about. But if you don't feel right, if something in you is like, ugh, your stomach's all, ugh. And I know I just said that. But again, I will reiterate if you're walking to your car and you're like, oh, this is weird. Maybe I need someone to walk with me. But you feel like, oh, I don't want to sound like I'm so scared. Listen, I didn't have a car here in Albuquerque for the first few months that I was here. And... I was walking from the bus stop down to the, hey, Snack, I love you. Um, I was walking from the bus stop to my apartment, and I was walking in the dead of darkness. Do you understand me? Like zombie apocalypse dead of darkness. Was I caring about myself at that moment? No. Was I thinking to myself, oh, you're fine. You'll be fine. No. Was I thinking anything smart at all? No. Was I taking care of myself? No, bottom line. Hey, my stomach's all, er, 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 my fucking heart's fucking palpitating. And I'm like, just walk through it. Just walk through it. Bitch, go get a car and protect yourself. Also, I drive around now. And not only are, did I walk all these way, this way, dark as fuck, because there's no streetlights. There's no streetlights in my neighborhood. I don't know. There's a smattering of them, but not where it counts. Where I was fucking walking. And I'm walking like, like they don't abduct women in the streets here. Like they don't want a blonde lady for their fucking Sex trafficking fucking situation. I mean, come on. Am I bragging too much? Is that a brag? Like, I kind of feel like someone did say to me once uh, recently, I I could kidnap you. A a man said that to me in Los Angeles when I was wearing, and this is why I don't wear leggings in public. Because the one and only time I wore leggings, motherfucker, because your vagina is out. So he's, I could kidnap you right now. I was like, ah, and I, you know, walked away fast. But then I thought, kind of a compliment. Um so uh (laughs) so i went to so i got my outfit together and i loved it that's the the wedding i was so excited so i i processed all the stuff you know and i cried and i was like ah What am I? And then I was like, wow, you're in a different place now. You're, you're in a different state. You're in a different state of mind. You're in a different, you have a different dress size. Like there's so many things that are different and I'm, I can wear whatever I fucking want, whatever's comfortable. So I put together a great outfit. I was comfortable. I felt like myself. It was sexy. It was cute. It was fashionable. I felt all great. And then I went, I went by myself to the wedding, but I knew a bunch of people there and there were people from New York oh people from New York that I hadn't seen in a few years and oh my god the love affair that I have but my people from New York and uh the wedding was gorgeous it was at a place called electric playground and I say gorgeous and when I say gorgeous I mean all video like you could play video games if I wished I'd known what it was like I would have dropped acid that is not a lie if you tell please. If we're going to go somewhere or even if we're meeting somewhere like at a show or at a mountain or, you know, even Meow Wolf. Nobody told me, hey, drop a little tabber and it'll even make it more fun. I mean, you don't have to. I'm not telling. Well, I like psychedelics. And you know what? Time magazine is talking about fucking mushrooms now. So I'm like, I could talk about all the psychedelics I want. So uh, I went to the wedding, wished that I had some acid. Uh, because it was so psychedelic, but it was so much fun. Hey, Zach! And um, I had the best time danced, a, danced a bit at the end, towards the end, because look, and here's the thing, I think I was the only Jew at the wedding, and that's, and, and this is only to preface it with, because I complain a very much, I complain a lot, I'm a very big complainer, and I own it, and I, and I practice, I work on trying not to, you know, and try not to be so riled, like last night I was screaming, <laughs> I was riled, I mean, I was outside, I wasn't, but I was in a venue, anyway, uh, I, I was very excited for them and so excited to be able to play, be playful as a, as a grown and throw balls at a wall and all that stuff but there were some issues, I had a couple issues, as I do with everything. Um, the beginning of the, of the evening was beautiful, the toasts, the loveliness, the parents, the dancing, the whole thing, then they cleared all the, the tables and chairs out, and it was time to dance, and so I was like, DJ, ooh, ooh. But then, all of a sudden, it was all fucking 90s emo, like, oh my God, I wanna kill myself. <laughs> Music, to me, that's, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I look, it's their wedding. It's not my wedding. My wedding, you know, I'd have George Clinton fucking, <laughs> not live, but, you know, I mean, if I could, yes. But, uh, so, they, so, uh, here I am complaining to people in at the, I'm like, what is this, mu- how is this music, how am I supposed to dance to this music, like, bitch, it's, this wedding is not for you, <laughs> it's for them. And so I'm reminded, you know, we're, we're, if you, if you pay attention to what <laughs> your actions, are and your words and your thoughts it, it i'm just really practicing paying attention because i see how i get anxious in a in a split second i get afraid in a in a drop of a hat i get you know worried all of the things so i'm like what am i afraid of what am i worried about what the fuck? and i i cried at the laundromat yesterday with the lady marie that works there i love her we always hang out we always talk oh marie and then she goes and i started to well up and i go oh maria sorry i'm getting a little emotional and she goes what was your name again <laughs> listen marie i don't have any friends here so i have to make you one of my friends so i said uh, it's jessica and she said the most lovely thing to me y'all she goes you know jessica all you have to do is be the best jessica just be the jessica that you are you are the best jessica you are that you are you oh my god do you hear the kids screaming so i live near a, a that's a whistle i live near a school and the kids are masked it doesn't make a difference i can't believe how loud it must be when the kids are not masked because i'm like, like i can hear them like there's murders going on and every every couple hours there's a recess and then the recess comes and the kids go and i'm like i wish that we could still do that i mean i did last night Ooh, 22 22. I wish that we could still do that. I did it last night. So we had so much fun at the wedding. I had such a great time. And I don't even drink. So, you know, that makes it easier to complain, I guess. <laughs> but we did get to go out. And I dropped it low with uh, Steph's girlfriend. And, um, and we had a great time. And it was really nice. And it was good for me. It was a challenge for me. It was also a challenge for me to drive and on the highway and the nighttime, and Saturday night. I'm all scared. I'm like, everybody's drunk. I'm, like, I'm so fucking scared. <laughs> so uh, I got back to the house, and I was like, ah, is everybody, because, you know, there was a second location, but, you know, never follow a hippie to a second location, so I just came home. I was like, no, I got to go, and they were like, where are you going? I said, like, I'm going home to smoke a bunch of weed, and everyone's like, yay, and I love how supportive everyone is here, always, really, and the support didn't end there. The next day was Sunday, and Sarah is a comedian, and she understands the want of the com- of the fellow comedian the need the want to go up on stage so she and kelly were kind enough to put together and produce a comedy show it was a close out the wedding weekend comedy show and kelly was working at the at the restaurant where it was at and and sarah put it together it was a private event and and they had sent us an email and asked us if we wanted to perform other as the comics she was like i wouldn't think of making you have a whole weekend without performing oh my god i'm <laughs> so sweet again very supportive and sweet and loving and a a doll so i did not want to uh perform i have like a weird there's another weird thing for me weddings bar mitzvahs birthdays don't unless i'm slotted just to perform there and i don't really know you like i've performed at bachelorette parties and killed it and then fucking made a run for it after my set because I don't know you. I just want to come and kind of make fun and then split and make you giggle and have a good time. Anyway, so, but when I saw Sarah at the wedding, she, she hugged me and then she took my hand and she said, you're performing tomorrow, right? And I was like, Oh yeah, of course, my little bridey bride, and so wifey wife, and so I went and I and I did, and she signed us all up. And long story, fucking longer. I I was last, and there were thirty. I mean, there had to be if there were, if there were twenty five, there were thirty, twenty five to thirty com. That's a lot of comedians, even at four minutes apiece. And there were comics from New York. There were comics from Portland. There were comics from Seattle. Like it was a really cool mix. But we. Uh, I was so tired by the time it was time for me to go. And I was cranky. And here's the thing, kids. It, it, here's another thing about moods. Ready? Ah, listen to your Mama Jess. Um, oh, I can't say Mama Jess. I say Mama L. Don't listen to Mama Jess. Jess is just your friend. Uh, so if I don't, I've noticed, if I don't eat, I am I'm off. I'm off. 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 And as my friend Shauna says, shout out to Shauna. Love you, girl. As she reminds me, a nap and a snack, so important. And when you're getting off, and you're getting all riled, and your stomach, you know, make sure. And I'm not talking about intuition. I'm not talking about guts. I'm talking about like, ugh, hangry. Um. Make sure that you have like some raisins or something in your bag. I know I'm healthy. I like to think of healthy snacks. But if you want some beef jerky or a fucking pepperoni bag, do whatever you need to do. Cut up some fucking chicken. I don't know. Put it in a sack. Put it in your sack. And um, put it in your sack and call me in the morning. And just to make sure that you're going to be okay. Just another little piece of self-care. You know what I'm talking about? And I only learned through... uh, falling over, you know, almost falling over on stage and being like all cranky and fucking merr. I was so cranky when on stage, i do not know, cranky on stage. Stage is my favorite place to be. So when you, so I knew there was something to matter and I hadn't had any of the free French fries that they gave us. They gave us free as many free fries as we wanted. Did I have one of the fries? No. What is this? Okay, I'll tell you what it is. I have another problem. Oh, so many problems. But you know what? I'm I'm searching them out and I'm looking them in the face and I'm going, hey you, I see you problem. You motherfucker, we're gonna feed you. How about that? So I realized that one of my biggest issues as, as a child was not getting fed. You know, I was raised by a woman who's cuckoo crazy. Jesse, you don't have to call. Mom, I do. You were and don't. Okay. okay, so uh, I was raised by this woman who decided I was a vegan, um, and we were on welfare. So i if you know me, you know I've only really had carrot juice. That was all she really could cook. She was very buzzed a lot of the time so a lot of carrot juice that was it as my godmother reminds me you were orange as a child you're orange oh well that's not good uh also i was trying to know what my potty training was because you know you're like oh my god from my book i'm writing a book and you know i want to give everyone like my history and i asked my auntie in new york i'm like well, do you remember you were in california when i was born and i was getting raised what, what was my potty training like and my aunt vicky goes potty training you shat on the lawn like an animal. Okay, well that makes sense because I can shit anywhere. Isn't that cute? I know it's so ladylike too. Like I can just. The thing is, wouldn't you rather be with a babe who could shit in the woods like a like a bear or in a porta potty on acid? Hmm. Uh, don't look down and be okay with it. I mean, as long as there's something to wipe with, that's what I'm. You know, I'm fine. So uh <laughs> so I realized that the food thing is an issue for me so the familiarity of feeling hungry and a little weak and a little like oh, I might fall over is familiar and it's not a good familiar but the familiar okay so I said the familiarity of it is familiar but I know I was repeating but here's the thing if you're doing stuff And it's just repeating something that was really not good for you as a kid or was done to you. You know, like I had a lot of very violent boyfriends when I first started dating because my mom's boyfriend had a gun to her face all the time. So I was like, guess there's some love. You know, and I was like, I'm going to get me a gangster. And what I realized actually is, funny enough, Gangsters are actually the most loving people. It's those khaki pants, motherfuckers. You gotta watch. You know what I'm talking about? Those all American motherfuckers. They'll kill you and uh, they'll get away with it. So <laughs> be careful out there. Uh, tell me. Oh, I'll I'll have to tell you my shit in the woods story one day. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yes, please, my friend. Uh, I'll always take that. I'll always take a shit in the woods. So. I uh, had this cranky ass time on stage at the at the wedding. Close out the wedding. Close out the weekend. I felt like I had really disappointed Sarah and Kelly, and that was my own shit. Again, starving, hangry, tired. Uh, Thirtieth on the list, right? So there were some issues outlying, outlying issue, out, outlying. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I had some some stuff. So, but because I was so in my head after I got off stage, I was so angry about how badly I thought I had done, even though I did fine. And other comics, I mean, Carla, my girl Carla was there. She was so supportive. Shout out love to Carla, boo-boo head. Um, I just... I'm so blessed to be here with all these loving uh, people, and uh, she was kept saying to me, "No, you did great." And she would say to me, "Shit," that I had said to her, like, "Remember when you tell me sometimes you can't hear the the laughter because you're, you know, in your zone or in your thing, or maybe you're in your head, maybe you're thinking about, you know, too much." And I'm like, "I don't know, Carl, I'm I'm starving." <laughs> you know? So uh, I felt like Chris Farley in the Gap Girl sketch, you know, "I'm starving." <laughs> So I was really hangry. And what had happened was I couldn't stop beating myself up. And this is a real shit. This is a real thing that happens, I know to all of us. Like and what the Buddhists call dukkha, dukkha panana, I can't pronounce it all, but I what he he said, you know, you could call it dukkha. I call it the Duke. And what it means, I'm paraphrase it, but what it means is when you because uh, what I had done was when Sarah was on stage closing out the show, she said, thank you so much to Jess Wood for closing uh, our, our night out. It was something Kelly and I really wanted and it's so special to us. And you know what I said, kids? Sorry. Yeah sorry like a real sad sack on the side of the fucking show and no you don't have to we don't have to do that we can feel bad about ourselves sure we can i know we do it's hard but we don't have to throw it out to the universe and be like i suck you know and like i'm apologizing to the other comedians they're like hey good set i'm like no it wasn't it was horrible and also that if you're an artist of any type uh please, when someone gives you a compliment, please just say thank you and move it along because it is a disservice to them. And have you ever gone to see somebody like perform and you go, oh my God, that was amazing. You fucking killed it. And they go, Ugh, it was not not good tonight. And then you start to second guess your own shit. And you're like, but I, I think I know what's Good, right? I, I, I think so. We're not only putting ourselves down, but we're putting the person who complimented us down. So I was just like, no, get away. Sorry. And I was so upset that I held on to that feeling. So the dukkha, what the Buddha said, is when you shoot an arrow outside of yourself to someone and it causes maybe a bit of suffering. But then instead of just walking away from the then from the situation, letting it go, you then turn the arrow on yourself and shoot like a dozen fucking arrows at yourself. Because you can't I can't believe I. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. How could I do that? Oh, my God. I was so that was awful. I can't believe how awful I am. Oh, I'm a horrible person. And nine times out of ten, no one, no one even paid much attention and everyone's like oh no, you were fine it seemed fine to me it didn't you didn't seem that upset to me but then there are friends like my friend Jules what's up Jules I love you I miss you uh who have witnessed me come off stage this used to happen a lot in my first into my when I first ventured into stand-up comedy I would be killing 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 on stage and then as soon as the light you know as soon as I finished my last uh Bit and the applause and the, and the laughter and all the loveliness, and the host comes up and they're like, Hey, great job! and they put their hand out for me to uh, shake, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, thank you. Oh my goodness, and the, I can't tell you how many videos uh, uh I, I couldn't share with people i couldn't send that video to the festival i wanted to get into who's the fucking crossface on the who's all cranky pants getting off stage she seemed like a great time when she was up there for five minutes but i don't know that's an act i guess because this bitch is mad so i'm really trying to pay attention to that so i do good myself for about almost 24 hours straight but i got up again and I went out last night and I went to the open mic because I said to myself, Jess, you know what? You cannot feel so badly about something that you love to do so much. Of course, there are going to be setbacks. Of course, there's going to be hard nights. Of course, there's going to be difficult audiences. All that stuff is real. But to not beat myself up the whole time, I was really, really, really aware of it. And I was crying and I was carrying on and I was I was exercising, I was like doing all the things that they say to, you know, get out of your head. I was meditating and exercising. And that's shit I do every day. Write stuff down, you know, everything to try to get out of your own way. But sometimes it's just so heavy. It's just so fucking heavy how much we want to beat ourselves up. And so, and I know, and it's weird out still, you know, a little pandemic still happening out there. A little like scrapage of a pandemic pipe. You know what I'm saying out there? So... Thank the goddesses that I went to the mic last night because I made it all up. I'm back, baby. Georgie's back. And I was able to even do new jokes. Oh, forget it. I was thinking about, you know, Brit I was thinking about British people the other day. British people are so fucking funny. I used to work at a fish and chips restaurant in Brooklyn where Brits would come from across the pond because I heard you had the best. We heard you had the best fish and chips. I heard they were lovely here. Oh, your bread pudding is mm, mm, delicious. Your bread pudding is beyond. And I noticed that when they speak about things that they love, they look rather upset. But then when there's some horrible things, you heard there was a murder. Yes, they found a head. Decapitated. Right by the bridge. It was. Yeah. I don't know who it was yet. Haven't found who did it even. You better lock your doors. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. Oh that bread pudding is awfully good. Hmm. Uh so anyway, uh lastly, because I know I'm going a little bit long, I like to look at a couple of news news stories. <laughs> Because I know I have a couple of listeners who are like, why don't you ever talk about any of the news stories, Jessica? And I say, well, they're so divisive and hateful these days. I don't like to. But boy, when I find something like this, well, Remix to Conviction is kind of like the funniest fucking meme in the last 24 hours. But uh, Remix to Conviction, I'm going to pee on you, pee on you. Uh, Eminem, speaking of rappers, good segue, Jessica. Eminem. Is opening a restaurant in downtown Detroit called Wait for it, Mom's Spaghetti. Well, all I have to say is, I hope it's not served on a sweatshirt. Come on, <laughs> who's with me? Anybody? Anybody an Eminem fan? Nah. No. Okay. Anyway, I've talked about Eminem, Tenacious D, R. Kelly. Uh. I'm going 20 years baby 20 years baby let's go back baby when it was fun remember remember when it was fun again when Tropic Thunder was looked at as just a funny movie and not a bunch of fucking cancel culture shit <laughs> you're to talk about Tropic Thunder anymore, Jessica. It's not a good, you know, Robert Downey Jr. shouldn't have played... It. Anyway, remember comedy? Um, I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I cannot tell you how much this helps me <laughs> with my mental health. I hope it helps you as well. I, I had a, a young lady... Um, Shout out to Amanda, uh, who said to me the other night at the wedding, we were talking and she said, you know, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, do you know me? Because I'm fucking all over that shit. So hopefully, Amanda, if you're listening, I love you. um, And you all be careful out there. okay? please just be nice to yourselves. Be nice to each other. I'm telling you, if you need to lie down and just rest throughout this retrograde, fucking do it. Who? What are you? What are you? What are you a doctor? That's what somebody said to me the other day. She goes, I don't know. They were mad. I didn't get the email notification on my phone. I was like, I don't. What are we doctors? Oh, mad. Fuck you. Take your time. Protect yourself. Protect your neck. Wu-Tang. And uh, <laughs> there's another 20 plus year reference. Wu-Tang and Poon-Tang. Okay, that's what I'm signing off with today. Wu Tang and Poon Tang, and no more fucking. uh, uh, I can't. I don't know. I lost it. Kids, it was fun. I had a good time. It was 40 minutes today. (laughs) Lucky you. Hey, do me a favor, will you? Share this shit. It's fun. We have a good time here. We got to have a good time in this world. There's a, who knows how long it's going to last. If it's not Mother Earth that's going to get us. woo! Okay. Be good. Be careful. Be nice. I love you. Uh, be booby. <laughs> booby. And see you next Tuesday. I love you so much. Please subscribe and share with your friends. So nice to hang with you. Oh, Wu-Tang and Poon-Tang and Wu-Tang, I love you. And Jewel, I want to talk to you again. Okay, love you guys. Bye. (laughs) Shut up. Are you laughing? Yeah, so what? Are you? No.